Welcome to episode 15 of Casting the Net. This is the second in a three-part episode series on the Bible. And in today's episode, they talk about what is God choosing to reveal about himself to us. He gives us an advantage of faith, so to speak. And when we in faith approach scripture, we are entering the communion of God. It's an interesting way to think about it. And they talk about the point of scripture is to help human beings grow in love. How does God want me to respond in love? It's a different way to look at God's love. So hope you enjoy episode 15, the second in our three-part series on the Bible. Hi, I'm Father Dave Nuss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey friends, Father Dave here. Thank you so much for joining us for Casting the Net, where we are seeking to have robust and substantial conversation and discussion about looking at the signs of the times through the eyes of faith. How does faith inform us in our daily living? And joined as always by my co-host, Rick, I hope that things are well with you and well with the family, well at home. Yeah. Over, uh, overworked and underpaid, as they like to say. <laughs> I'm familiar with that. Yeah, I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be true and across vocations. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, last time we had begun a series on the Bible, um, an undetermined series on the Bible. Mm. And I wanted to pick up with an idea that had been shared, and that is just simply God graciously choosing to reveal himself to us through his word. So speaking to us in human language so that God himself becomes intelligible to us as human beings. Mm -hmm. Intelligible for what reason? Not to live in fear. Hmm. Rather to delve more deeply into the love that God is. Mm -hmm. It's for union with God. That's a really critical point. You know, um, the Catholic Church actually teaches infallibly. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, was, it was promulgated in, at the, the First Vatican Council. A lot of us know about Vatican II. There was actually a First Vatican Council. Mm-hmm. That we, we can know quite a bit about God using just human reason. We can know that he exists. We can know certain characteristics he has. Um, but that's just knowing what God is or, or maybe what God isn't. Um, that's not enough to put you in a relationship mm-hmm. with him. Right? Mm-hmm. To, to do that, to be in a relationship, um, as we know, as we said last time, requires um, communication. Right? So it, it's, it's sort of like if I was standing on one end of the football field and I could see somebody off in the distance, I might be able to see what the person's hair color is, you know, mm-hmm. relative size, mm-hmm. um, sex, you know, male, female, whatever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't put me in a friendship with him. You know, to do that, I would have to get close. He would have to share his, uh, his or her dreams, hopes, fears interests um and that communication is what establishes the friendship and so that's the idea behind the scripture behind divine revelation yeah what is god seeking to reveal about himself to me Mm -hmm. for a deepening union as my response to him Mm. right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah what is god seeking to a lot of times we'll rush people some christians will rush to um what am i supposed to do The fundamental question, the first question, the essential question is, what is God choosing to reveal about himself? 
And then what is my response right. to that revelation, right. to, to God choosing to make himself known? So everything in Scripture from beginning to end, from Genesis to Revelation, all of the 46 books of the Old Testament, all of the 27 books of the New Testament mm-hmm. are given to us as pure gift of God, choosing to reveal himself to us. Mm-hmm. Right? All of that. And I never want to lose sight of that. It's, it's not, um, it's not a, about historical correspondence being on the scene to record what happened yeah. historically. It's not about that. Yeah. Though events within the scriptures are profoundly historical. Mm-hmm. It's rather to give us an advantage, you will, of faith an advantage of faith, that the eyes of faith can be viewed as we look at the signs of the times. Yeah. And God's word gives us that ultimate advantage. Right, right. Yeah, your, your point about looking at the scriptures through the, the, the lens of faith is, um, I mean, that makes all the difference in the world. It's what separates the Bible, or that's what turns, that's what turns the Bible from a mere book into sacred scripture i mean you can look there's plenty of great literature yeah and we plenty discussed, of great books many inspirational we discussed I some of those authors that's right yeah <laughs> last time we talked about both of us encountered the bible in a great books course yes you know? yeah interestingly yeah right? I, I wouldn't I, I mean i hadn't thought of that until I, our last episode you mentioned that to me i'm like oh that's funny that's kind of yeah. where it happened for me and certainly you can you can study the bible um in a literary way or an historical way or any any sort of way you want but if you don't look at it through the lens of faith, you're going to miss the main point of it. Yeah, that's right. You know, you're going to risk the you're going to miss the real import of it. Um, I don't, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but let's give it a shot. Right? Sure, let's go. <laughs> so let's go. Hopefully, this illustrates what um, what the the theological gift of faith does for us when we approach the Bible. So you think about like receiving a letter from a friend. You know, in, in a sense, the, the friend is made present because mm-hmm. his or her thoughts mm-hmm. are made present through the words of that letter. Right? Um, scripture operates in a, in a similar way. You know, God is communicating his, his thought to you, but his thought is a person. You know, in the beginning was the word and mm-hmm. the word was with God and the word was God. And that, that word that's translated as word in our Bibles can also mean thought. Mm-hmm. Who is that? It's the son. It's Christ. Right? So when we... In faith, approach scripture, we have a real encounter with a person who's being made, in, in a way, incarnate in our presence. Um, and because Christ's activity is always returning to the Father in love, we're swept up in that love mm. ourselves. Mm. You know, so mm. in, in a way, um, a very real way, when we, when we crack the Bible and read it in faith, we're entering into the very life, the very loving communion of God. I want to stay with that metaphor a moment of letter, of letter. That, re- that moved me uh, thinking about that, the heightened anticipation of receiving hmm. a letter yeah. from someone beloved mm-hmm. and um, wanting, to, wanting to really not just read the letter, but to commune with the person through the letter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's not just for the person who didn't know the author, perhaps it's um, unable to be uh, appreciated yeah. in any kind of emotional or deeper way. But to the one who knows the author. Right. Those words of the author in the letter I receive 
move me deeply into union with them. I, I'm thinking of, I've received lots of letters in my life. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> lots of correspondence and, of course, made a gazillion times over with email and texting mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah. What is it about a few <laughs> that I probably would fight to keep? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. What is it about those few? Well, it's not the, it's not the, um, their value at auction. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about mysteries of the universe in which they contain, yeah. you know. It's the connection yeah. that the document, that the words give to me with someone mm-hmm. who's precious, mm-hmm. right? That's a whole different way of looking at the Bible. And as you reminded us, the Bible, God as person is choosing to reveal his very self. He's not telling us about himself. He's revealing himself. That's the difference here, mm-hmm. that God is 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 incarnating in, in a way. In a way, yeah. Uh, not like Jesus did. Right. But nevertheless, presenting himself as he is through his word. Yeah. Yeah. Which evokes uh, the only the only appropriate response, human response that that would evoke is a response of love. Yeah. Right. I mean, St. Augustine talks about how um, the point of Scripture is to help human beings grow in love. Um, And that's because. It, say say that again from Augustine. The, the, the po- I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. I'm sure he says it way more eloquently than I am. But it, it's something to the effect of the, the whole point of Scripture is to help human beings grow in love, to grow in charity. Mm. And um, Imagine opening the word. Yeah. Imagine being at Mass and hearing the word mm-hmm. and mindful of that. That, okay, yeah. Lord, you are speaking. You are presenting yourself to me right now right. in your word for love. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm to elicit my response of love that your your love given to me is to is designed with hopes your yeah. hope of yeah. me to respond in love right versus moral code absolutely yeah versus mystery of the universe absolutely yeah and and so this this dovetails i think really nicely with um our series on morality right i mean the the point is it do's and don'ts the point is um the point is fostering a loving relationship yes. you know and of course, a complex book like the Bible, it, it can be described in a lot of ways, a lot of helpful ways. For me, one of the more one of the more helpful ways that I've heard the Bible summarized is it's it's a love letter. Yeah, you know, um, perhaps perhaps like a love letter letter from a battlefield where there's mm. some mud smudged on it and some mm. blood, a little bit of blood on it, and maybe it's ripped, but um, it's still intelligible. You could still read it, um, and it's beautiful mm. because of the. Uh, the reality that it communicates yeah and the response the only the only appropriate I just got done saying the only appropriate response to love is love yeah that's yeah. it so when we when we read god's word or when we hear it proclaimed in in liturgy and worship how lord how lord are you wanting me to respond in love hmm. help me to respond in love help me to love more hmm. right and of course love isn't a feeling love isn't a flesh pump right love is self-authoring and willing to go to the other's other and yeah. help me to do that and it's gosh i'm so wounded and broken and the wiring is so frayed that that 
doesn't happen naturally. I need God's help <laughs> for it to happen. We call that grace, and I, I need that in my life. But a whole different way of looking at God's word, namely the way that God intends for us to look at it. Mm -hmm. And that's the encouragement. And I, that's newer to me, newer to me. I yeah, didn't, I didn't grow up with that understanding. Nope. Though the church in her love for us understands that. Not only does she preserve it, not only does she promulgate it, but she puts it at the center of our worship. Newer, I would say newer for us, um, certainly not new to the tradition. I mean, love is what set apart Christians from, from the get-go. Good point. That, that's why right. Christianity spread the way it, yeah. as quickly as it did right. early on. What do they that, recognize among yeah. those who claimed allegiance to Christ? Yeah, it's it's not just a, a hymn that we sing at, at Mass on, on certain Sunday mornings. It, it's, <laughs> it's a reality. I mean, Christians were recognized early on as the ones who took care of the poor and the widows and um, the sick and started the hospitals and— uh, you know, they, they, they the did, children yeah. protected and honored yeah, the children. Right. And they did so because they were, um, they were motivated. They were animated by what they heard proclaimed, um, in scripture. So next time we're going to venture into where did this come from? Hmm. How do we get it? Yeah. Not a the stork. Not, not the, the stork. Not the Bible stork. Not the stork. Yeah. The stork didn't do it. That's going to be a spoiler alert. That's right. <laughs> tune in. Tune in next time to hear how the story ends. <laughs> Friends, we so appreciate you just spending time with us. It's we're honored and edified by your finding the conversation helpful or valuable or interesting or whatever it is that's causing you uh, to join us in conversation. And we're honored and blessed by your presence and just thank you for that as we are seeking to cast the net and to allow the eyes of faith to understand more clearly the signs of the times. Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.